0: Hey there, I can't believe how quickly time flies. It's been a little over four months since my twins have been home from college for summer break. They didn't get to go to their out-of-state internships, which was a total bummer. However, I am not gonna lie, I am loving every minute of having them home. And I can't believe that I have officially been in business for just over a year now. I am talking full-time with clients, a team, and everything. It seems like it took me forever and a day to get to the point of figuring out what the heck I was going to be doing, stop treating my business as a hobby, and really just making the jump, like trusting that that net would appear. Today, I am pulling back the curtain in my business, sharing the lessons I've learned from my first year in business. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Traffic and Conversion Show, where it's all about helping online entrepreneurs amplify their content build their influence, and convert their leads into sales to grow a profitable business and life they absolutely love. Now, let's get this party started. Welcome back. All right, I'm so excited for today. Over the past few months, several of my business friends have made comments like, I've accomplished so much. I always show up with a great attitude and how they admire how strategic I am or how well I coach. Here's the thing. I am not a smarty pants, and I am certainly nothing special. And as I'm listening to these messages or reading these DMs, I'm taking from these conversations as if they think I have my shiz together. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, hmm, interesting. And I say interesting because I have a different perspective. My intention of this episode is to share that it hasn't always been rainbows and unicorns at Michelle Fernandez Media. Now, don't get me wrong. There have been times where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a badass mofo. And then there are times where I'm like, who the heck am I to be doing this? So here are the 10 lessons I learned from my first year in business, the good, the bad, and the bougie. Let's dive in, shall we? Lesson one, you are the sum of the choices and decisions you make at every moment. Now, when I'm struggling with something, I've realized that I'm choosing my fears and not my dreams. And I'm allowing my fear to stop me from doing something that I know will get me to that next level. We all know that when we're facing that beast, we cower and back down. And I don't know about you, but I sometimes spend days or weeks doing everything possibly like I possibly can to avoid doing that thing. Then I spend time beating myself up about it, literally getting mad and disappointed at myself for not doing it. And then I'm like, all right, Michelle, like for real, how hard is it going to be for you just to do it? And then once I get it done, I beat myself up again (laughs) because I'm like, that was nowhere as hard as I thought it was going to be or making it to be right. And if I would have done it sooner and blah, 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 you know how that ends up, right? So here's what I've discovered. Beating myself up doesn't do anything to move me forward. Dwelling on something in the past doesn't serve me in any way because we all know that you cannot change the past. So to snap myself out of it, I asked myself, what might I do right now to make a better choice or a better decision, or sometimes even just a decision because I am a recovering overthinker. So sometimes I catch myself overthinking. It's like, dude, just make a decision, right? What action can I take right now? Even if it's one little tiny thing to make me feel like, okay, I've started. It's not that hard. Let me continue to move forward. It sounds crazy simple. However, I don't always do it. But when I do, it pushes me past that beating myself up moment to feeling so much better because I did something. So now my goal at the end of every day is to walk away from my office feeling really awesome about the choices and decisions I made for that day. And then I plan for the next day. So I know exactly what I get to do. And I know that once I do these things, life is going to be crazy cool. So I'm just curious, are you choosing your dreams or are you choosing your fears? All right. So lesson two, detach the emotion from the outcome. OMG, this took me a long, hot minute to actually learn and truly live this lesson. It was so difficult for me to look at results and not make it mean anything, right? So attaching emotion to the outcome looks something like this or sounded something like this. You're not meant to do this, You're never going to make any money, much less have a multiple six or seven figure business. Nobody wants to learn from you. Who are you to be doing this? And what the heck were you thinking leaving your nine to five job? And what I learned is that nothing has meaning, but the meaning that I give it. I learned this lesson very early in the year because I didn't like the way I was feeling when I was giving everything meaning. Going off of lesson one, I made a choice to not make the result mean anything. And I remember I was doing this series of live webinars to sell my offer. And then one night I finished up and I immediately went to the family room right after to watch Real Housewives or something with my husband. And he's like, What are you doing? (laughs) And I'm like, I'm done. And he's like, Wait, you're not going to go check on how many sales you got right now? And I'm like, No, I'll just check it in the morning. And he's like, You're being really weird and awfully calm. I don't even know who you are right now. (laughs) And I realized that if I stared at the screen or stared at it, it wouldn't make sales suddenly appear. I realized that if no one bought, that was okay. I knew that I had the tools and the know-how to figure out how might I improve it for next time. I decided to shift my focus to show up with massive energy deliver incredible value, and shift the belief of my audience to know that it's possible for them and how my product is the solution to their problem. Now, if I showed up worrying about what they were going to think or doubting myself in any way, shape, or form, that certainly was not going to serve anybody. However, showing up as my best self allows me to be an awesome vessel of service and get the data that I need to measure to evaluate the results of that webinar and figure out what worked, what didn't, and what might I do differently next time. Now here's the thing, as soon as I did this, my results increased immediately. Plus, and more important, it felt so good, light, and easy. And isn't that how you want your business to feel, light and easy? Okay, on to lesson number three. I realized that I didn't get what I wanted because I hadn't learned what I needed to get that thing that I wanted. I can't tell you how many pity parties and frustrating days wondering where did I go wrong? What am I missing? And what is that secret that everyone else knows that I don't? And my poor husband listening to me repeat the same old story And all the different ways I could have or should have done it and wiping away the tears until one day I'm like, oh, that's why, right? And I will tell you that every single time I didn't get what I wanted was because of the way that was going on in my mind, right? I didn't have 100% belief in myself or my abilities, I've now become very conscious of the words that come out of my mouth and the thoughts that linger in my head that lead to my beliefs, which lead to my actions and produces my results. What helps me get through this is the constantly filling my head with these things to make my ego think that it's okay to step outside my comfort zone. I like listening to podcasts, reading anything by Richard Dots, or books like Mastering Your Mean Girl or You're a Badass at Making Money. Just reminding myself constantly that my success is inevitable. It's only a matter of time. I am abundant and to bring the joy in all I do. Okay, on to lesson number four, put systems in place. Processes and systems is so important to have in your business. Now, this is right up my alley, and I actually get excited when it's done and organized. And I realize that this is not for everyone. With that being said, when you have a business, you need to have processes and systems in place, literally step-by-step of how to do each task, and your team should have access to it. Let's take how I organize my podcast. We have an Asana board with tasks for each episode. And then each step is mapped out in a routine to do each episode, right? Then we have a Google Drive folder with subfolders for each episode. And then inside the episode folder is everything. The MP3 recording, video, show notes, if there's a guest on a show, their headshot, bio. And then also we put in there all the social media graphics, headliners, and the YouTube video. It just makes things so easy for each team member to go in, do their thing, and we all meet the deadlines. Now, if your personality is not the type to organize tasks, then either get someone on your team that can do it for you, that actually enjoys doing this, right? or if you're not at that point yet, simply document the process as you do it. That's the actually, that's the way that everyone should do it so you don't miss a step Uh, in the process going off your memory, right? Trust me, it makes hiring and training so much easier. Plus, it's a huge benefit for you and your team because you can actually take time off and not be stressed because you or they are the only one that knows how to do something. I love me some systems. What I am not always loving is lesson five, knowing my numbers. However, what I do know is that you can't grow what you can't measure. Here's the ugly truth. I have a business budget on a spreadsheet and it looks so cool. It's all pretty, it's all lined up, all the numbers are there. However, I don't always know when the income was coming in and when the expenses were going out. So I was just kind of coasting and spending, not really knowing what was going on. Was I at a loss, a profit, or breaking even? So after my first year in business, I did hire a bookkeeper who's helped me organize it all. And now, and now I am so much more aware of what's going on and more conscious of what I need to do to become more profitable. Now, since it was my first year in business, I wanted to earn as much as I could for a couple of reasons. One, I just left a guaranteed paycheck, right? So I wanted to be able to pay my bills. And two, I was really looking to become more profitable and really start living that crazy cool life, which led me to lesson six, booked and burnt out. I took on as much work as I could. And honestly, I loved every minute of it. I loved having variety in my day to day. Building funnels allows me to be creative with design and at the same time use my tech skills, which makes me feel like a smarty pants. And then running ad campaigns allows me to take someone's vision and grow their business together. And what happened was, is I ended up working 10 plus hours a day, seven days a week. That definitely took its toll on me and really muffled my creativity and my vision, right? That whole strategy just got all muffled. And what I realized is that I needed to find a balance between working and spending time with my family and myself to recharge, which got me to the point where I needed to hire a new team member and raise my prices. And I, what I also realized is lesson seven is that I cannot care about someone else's business more than they do. This is what was really taking its toll on me. I wake up at night thinking of strategies or different ideas to add to their value, my customer's value ladders, right? And then when it's normal hours and the daylight comes up, I'll send them a message and I pass along my ideas and they would do nothing. Now, let's be honest, I'm not always expecting customers to take all my ideas. However, they won't even come up with them on their own right? Or take any action to improve. And I was getting really frustrating and quite frankly, feeling helpless as I knew they wouldn't be getting the results. I knew they could if they just made a couple of different changes, right? So I had to stop myself and say, Hey, wait a minute. This is their business, not mine. I am doing the best I can to give suggestions and strategies and guidance to what I think is in their best interest for them to have an even more successful business, but I cannot make them do anything. So it got me to thinking on lesson eight, who do I and who do I not want to work with? And I had to make some really hard decisions and let customers go. I didn't sleep well on the dates leading up to them. I will be totally honest with that. It was very, very stressful for me thinking of all the different ways of how we can continue to work together. However, I knew it was the best thing for me to do for in order for me to wake up every day still loving what I do versus waking up every morning like that feeling of being called to the principal's office, like you're going to just be getting in trouble and just really dreading the start of each day. And what I discovered was I should always go with my gut. There were signs in the initial calls, like before taking them on as clients, that there could be issues, but I chose to move forward anyway. Then both my coach, Stacey Tushel, and my husband warned me, however I choose to ignore them too. And now I am happy to say I have no issues with saying no or saying, hey, you know what? I really don't think this is going to be a good fit together, right? And by doing this has led me to the bougie, lesson nine, which is true freedom. Over the last few years, I've discovered that freedom is different for everyone. For me, it's to do really do what I want when I want. And I am proud to say that after 30, a 30-year 30 career in the 9-to-5 world, I am doing just that in my business. I am doing what I love, helping more people than I ever thought possible, Earning a great living with the opportunity to earn more than I ever thought possible. I get to take a nap in the middle of the day if I need to recharge, pick up and go visit my kids in college whenever I want. I'm surrounded by amazing people, both my clients and my team. My husband and I are in our third year of living our empty nest life. Anthony and Julia will be going into their senior year this coming fall. And boy, have we been living it up this past year, taking some amazing trips, seeing the world, spending time by our pool every afternoon, weekends at the beach, and I can't even tell you how peaceful life is. And I had a flashback, and I wanted to share this with you. I remember being on a group call at the beginning of my first year in business. I was in a group coaching program led by James Wedmore. And if you don't listen to his podcast, Mind Your Business, you should definitely go check it out. And I admire him greatly. And he asked the question, what would it mean if you launched and it failed? And then he had us answer in the chat. So this was a Zoom webinar, right? And he randomly called a name and it was Michelle Fernandez. And I'm like, wait, me? Am I the only Michelle (laughs) Fernandez on this call? And he actually brought me like my face On the Zoom webinar to discuss my answer. And I was like, OMG, I am totally fangirling right now. My face was all red. My heart was racing. And I was doing, I don't even think I heard what he said in the first, I don't know, couple of minutes, because I was trying to do everything possible to calm down so my face would turn back to its normal color. I feel my face getting red right now. I'm like reliving this experience. Anyway, so my response was, well, it would mean. I wasn't meant to do this. And then, after a series of questions that he coached me through, he asked, Well, how would it feel if you didn't fail? And I replied, Peaceful. And he said, Well, why don't you just feel peaceful right now? And I'm like, Hmm. And that is lesson number 10, my friends. I am powerful. Because he went on to tell me that I don't realize how powerful I am, that I am the creator of my thoughts and feelings, and I have the power to change them at any single second. So at that moment, I chose to feel peaceful, to be peaceful. I am freaking powerful. And every morning, I end the sentence that starts with I am, because what I discovered is that what you say after I am can take away your power or make you freaking powerful, right? Like Michael Jordan said, why would I think of missing a shot I haven't taken yet? So I show up every single day as a badass mofo capable of anything. One thing I do know, especially in 2020, is the future is anything but certain So I have to be 100% confident that I am doing everything within my power to feel peaceful, create massive value, focus on serving, and be grateful for all that I have and for everything that's already on its way. So those are the 10 lessons I learned from my first year in business. And I would love it if you shared your lessons that you learned in your first year of business. So send me a DM. I hope you enjoyed the show. Until next time, happy marketing. There's never been a more crowded market in the online world and every day you are constantly fighting the masses for attention of your ideal client. And we all know that in order to have a successful business is by keeping a steady flow of new leads and sales. And in order to get that, you need a steady flow of new followers to be able to build new relationships and make connections.